Don't quote me regulations. I co-chaired the committee that reviewed the recommendation to revise the color of the book that regulation's in. We kept it gray. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! That, quote. Guy, that guy's funny. I, uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he should be um, in more of the episode. I agree. Yeah, he should be like in the entire third act. But we'll get to that. We'll get um, to that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors in the 31st Century, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast, hosted by uh, an immortal man and his robot friend. I am one of your hosts. Okay, I can't hear what's happening. <laughs> I got a soundboard. Okay, cool. And it says my name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Greg Bond. Yeah. It says well it just says Greg. Oh. It's my wife say it, my it's my wife's soundboard. Uh-huh. So we're gonna just throw in another alleyism here. Where's my phone? I'm sure this is very good, but I can't hear any of it. So yeah, it's, <laughs> so very it's really good. it's really not great for me. Listen, we had a we we had a thing uh-huh. uh last last time mm-hmm. um where we asked we just sprung the question on our guest. Yeah, just uh, you know, fix our show. Fix our show. And uh so that's what era we're in now. Yeah. The fix our show era. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to say what model I am anymore no. because we're in the fix our show era. Yeah, we got to fix it. Yeah. Much like Felix. Fix it, Felix. Not wreck it. No. Like Ralph. No. No, not like... (laughs) But it might happen. (laughs) Yeah, because... Much um, like the film Wreck It Ralph, Ralph might uh, show up and uh, be like, I'm going to wreck it and like destroy our show for all we know. I don't know. Okay, you're playing things that I can't... This is really unfair. (laughs) I'll never know. You could be playing them over what I'm saying. Uh Uh-huh. And... That's really that's really rude. And I just have one thing to say to that. Uh huh. What's that, baby? I'll do, <laughs> I'll do it again. Okay. Boom, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Bet you wish you had headphones now. I. <laughs> you never even offered me that. Do you want some? <laughs> well, if it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, it'll be a running bit. Yeah, then give me them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Will they reach? Yeah, they'll reach. Okay. I just got to find the find the adapter. The adapter. Yeah. Um I'm still paying attention. We can talk. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, Ralph's going to wreck it. He's going to wreck it. See, I don't know what you did now, so I don't know what bits to go with. Oh, I was I was just saying boom baby. <laughs> was it you saying it or no, was it No, 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 Allie it was Allie. It? It's all okay. Allie. It's all Allie's yeah. vocals. Yeah. Great. The important thing is our so guest this- said soundboard <laughs> and i complied so will this um episode be uh featuring ally in a way should we put it should we put it on i suppose <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then she'll see it and she'll be like wait a minute i didn't guess on that like didn't you <laughs> didn't you didn't you didn't you no no, no of course not you stole my vote my voice well much like ursula the sea witch Ooh. <laughs> More like the sea bitch. Whoa, Greg. It's <laughs> really rude of you. Okay, I'm getting some headphones. Yeah. Make sure I have the right channels. 
Yeah. Yeah. You got you got the right channels. And, it's very uh, important to know left and right yeah. when you're podcasting. And all I have to say to that is... Sucks to suck! <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is already <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> well, then someone else what come are we on doing? and fix our yeah, show. Fix our show. <laughs> you ingrates... We're in the um, we're in the fix our show era of the show. Yes. something that we all know works really well. Yes. worked great for Lost. Worked great for The Office. Worked exceptionally well for that '70s show. Mm. So we're just gonna we're gonna just well, keep and doing it's now that. that '90s show. Yeah. See, have you watched it? <laughs> no. Why no. not? <laughs> no. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because it premiered on a little thing called Netflix. Yeah, they couldn't um, even get on a decent streamer. Do you, do you want to? I watched the first episode. Yeah, do you want to? Do you want to hear about of it? Of course I do. Of course I want to hear your take on it. I watched seven seasons of that '70s show. Of course I want to hear about it. Do you know the premise? Um, yes. Uh, Eric Foreman drops his kid off at his at his parents' house mm-hmm. for the summer. Yeah. So we're in the same house. We got Red and Kitty mm-hmm. back in the main cast. Deborah Jo Rupp, looking great. Looks just as good as she did 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, um, Kurtwood Smith? Kurt, Kurtwood Smith look, has... I mean, he doesn't look just as good, but he still looks great. Yeah, he you looks know what great. I mean? He looks yeah. like an old man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's the premise. You got it. Like, I mean, I, I just wasn't sure if you knew. Because um, I honestly didn't. I remember hearing mm-hmm. that that 90s show was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I heard, and then I heard, oh, Deborah Jo Rupp and Kurtwood Smith are in it again. I'm like, oh, okay, of course, they're doing like a legacy thing. That makes sense. But... I had no idea it was actually like going to be. Ah, oh, it's Eric's daughter. Um, my my biggest surprise when I watched the pilot is how many of the well, first of all, how much Eric and Don are a part of the pilot because I thought they'd just be like they'd show up as like a cameo, like hello, and everyone would cheer, you know. Uh, plus Jackie and Kelso show up. Are they doing a Scrubs Med School thing? That's what it feels like. That's exactly what the the thing I was going to bring up as like the the vibe of it, where it's like. They're doing a new cast as the like kids, right? Yeah. They're all like in the basement, and they're all you can tell. There's like, oh, that's gonna be the Kelso. That's gonna be you know, um, but then they still have the legacy cast hanging around and showing up, uh, except for one notable exception. Yeah, I believe. for one notable exception, <laughs> I don't think he's even mentioned in the pilot. I Nor think, should for you. Good reason. Nor should you. That in fact, he's... we won't even mention their name. No, no. <laughs> if you know, you know. You Otherwise, know. Yeah. Do a quick Google search uh, quick about Google search that of, '70s show and, cast. Where are they now? And, and uh, current, yeah, just enjoy and current California felony trial. Yeah, just enjoy. Uh, you know, the current state of the world. How everyone's a monster, and you should never like anybody. Um, famous. or be in so- showbiz in the first. Yes, place. well, never be in showbiz, of yeah. course. Babylon taught us that. Um, great movie, great movie. So glad it got so- <laughs> snubbed at the Oscars because <laughs> I can like it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, absolutely, and I, I really, really hope that score wins. That, that yeah. uh, Justin Hurwitz wins for score. That's because then rips. I feel like, yeah, a the score rips, and then also I'll be. It, it's it's that weird little like, yeah, well, it's still won one Oscar. Yeah, even though it was snubbed by most most of the categories, which anyway. I totally get. Oh yeah, that's like, the thing. When I saw it, I was like, I was like, this is not going to be an Oscar contender at all. No, no. <laughs> anyone Justin who Hurwitz just shat on everybody. <laughs> or, the uh, first, not Justin Hurwitz, sorry. Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle is what I meant. Yeah. yeah. You know what I meant. And he let his buddy, uh, Justin Hurwitz, 
Get all the glory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Damien shat on everyone. And then Justin came in and like gave gave everyone candy. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. Stick with me. Yeah. Come on. I'm going to score a really crazy montage at the end of this movie. Oh, my God. Something that Terrence Malick wishes he could do. Absolutely. I don't think Terrence like Malick a weird, has... A weird coda to the film that probably shouldn't be in there, but I'm so glad it is. It should not. Yeah. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, we talked about this movie already a yeah, bunch, but anyway. Yeah. Um, that's That 90s show, uh, it was bad. Anyway, that's all it I was want bad, to say. It was a bad It was episode. really bad. Uh, I remember enjoying that 70s show. I didn't watch it quite as much as you, it sounds like, but it was, it was more just like a casual watch, you know? Like, I didn't yeah. watch it in order or like have the dvd box sets or anything like that like i did with some other comedy shows from that era but uh if it was on tv i would watch it so like i knew a lot of the major aspects of it uh and i remember thinking it was it was funny like not like hilarious but like i'd be like oh it it was a real sitcom that like was was there exactly for me at the right time yeah that makes sense because it was a it was a it was a show about kids hanging out in a basement yeah for the most part and smoking weed which was the one thing i did not do well, and which I'm sure I've mentioned on this podcast before, because who fucking knows these days, but I had no idea they were smoking weed. Right, sure. They never say it. They never say it, purposefully, and, you know, it's like kind of like hazy, and obviously it's like implied and whatnot, but I was always just like, why are they so, why are they so weird? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't know enough about weed in general, so. Yeah. Um, they try to replicate that in this, in the pilot. Yeah. Uh, and it's like... Uh, mom and dad and Eric and Donna mm. all hanging out upstairs. Oh, I've seen that. She burns the popcorn. Yeah, I see. I don't remember that. All I remember is it does the the circle thing, but it's like really poorly done. Yeah, and it's not capturing the same style that they did it before. And I'm like, wow, this is like. I saw it and I was like, are they in the same room? Yeah, are they not... actually in the same room for this? Or <laughs> oh, yeah, like... like the actors. Yeah, yeah, Cause... yeah. Because they might be using like digital effects. For yeah, because yeah. the the camera is bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, you that's know? the thing. It's really, it's it's really off putting because I'm like, that's an iconic part of the show. If you're gonna replicate it, do it right. Um, but yeah, I just found the jokes really bad, and also the daughter's name does name is Leia. That's terrible. Which I'm like, a they already did that with How I Met Your Mother, like that same joke of like the dude who's obsessed with Star Wars names his kids after Star Wars. Sure, right. And B, it's just I don't know. They, they also draw attention to it a bunch. They're like, ah, you're named after Princess Leia, and it's like. Thanks, Dad. Star Wars is lame, or I can't even remember what. But it's like, it's just so bad. The jokes are awful. Like I don't find any of it funny, um, and it, it just seems like everyone's trying really hard and failing miserably. And it's just, uh, it's just really depressing, to be honest. Well, have you not ever, that I expected greatness yeah. from it. Have you ever gone back and watched any clips from that '70s show? Not for a while. It's really bad. That's what I was thinking. The show's thinking, bad. Yeah, it's just probably not a great show, but yeah. I feel like at the very least, the editing and the pacing is good enough that it can disguise itself as being funny, if that makes sense. Whereas this one, there's nowhere to hide. Mm. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like I remember, like I said, I remember watching that 70s show and feeling like I don't love this. But like I, I like have little chuckles here and there because I'm just like I recognize that that's a joke, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, they're making yeah, jokes. That's yeah. fun. Uh, but I was never like, that's a bad joke, right? Whereas in this pilot that I watched, I was like, that's a bad joke. That shouldn't have been written. Mm. And plus, the pacing is off. And anyway, it's very much the the show itself. That '70s show is a very much a show that was uh, very beholden to old fashioned sitcom tropes of the time like it was on at the same time as the office but you would never know it Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is like the show 
is not only a show called that 70s show, but it feels like a, a sitcom from the 70s. Right. In a lot of ways where like you're constantly pausing for the laughter. I think a lot of it is live studio audience. Yeah, I think so. And um, the pacing, I think, in the show is abysmal. I think a lot of the time the the principal cast, the young cast, play it specifically uh, Topher Grace, mm-hmm. plays it so aware so self-aware that he's on a show and see and i was gonna say i think he was the part i liked the most about that and he was too yeah Yeah. i he i liked him the most about the show maybe that's why maybe it was because he kind of had a knowing wink yeah but if you go back and look at it you're like stop doing seinfeld (laughs) stop it you're bad And like he's venom, so and like going back and seeing him, he's bad. Like the the thing isn't when he's doing Eddie Brock, he's doing that same thing. But you're supposed to hate him. Yeah, and that that. '70s show, you're supposed to like him. And I find him so unlikable. Yeah, that's true. If you go back and watch it, like he makes he's 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 the worst. Um, he's bad, and uh, it's definitely one of those things. Like the best performance is like unquestionably to me is Mila Kunis. Sure. Because yeah. she's actually doing something yeah. and is not being facetious about it. Right. Yeah, that's true. I And maybe even like Ashton Kutcher, because he's also doing yeah. something and is just he's playing the door going for it. Yeah. But it also relies heavily on that seventies thing, which is like we are going for catchphrases. That's it is true. A, it is a catchphrase dependent show. What are some of the catchphrases? Oh, I guess foot Kurt, up your ass. I was gonna say Kurtwood Smith has his his ones. Dumbass. I guess yeah, that was, that's him again. Um, <laughs> was it just him? It was like uh, <laughs> there was there was one where there was like uh, where Kelso and Jackie had some. I feel yeah, I feel like Kelsey had like or Kelsey Kelso had like come on Jackie or something like that. Yeah, right? it was. I think it was like and she had and like she, Michael. Michael. Yeah, which is like. <laughs> It's not a catchphrase, we're saying, really. but still a, a running, yeah. a running gag. A lot, a lot of runners, a lot of runners, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But some of them I will are say, pretty annoying. Topher Grace does say something about foot up his daughter's ass. Yeah, and then his dad's like, "I've, I've never been so proud." Mm-hmm. That's like a moment where I was like, oh, "Okay," again, I didn't think it was funny, but I was yeah. just like. I mean that's that's a better thing. That's a technically a joke. <laughs> I don't think that's it's something a good they joke. did. That I was like, I see you're trying something. Yeah, I see he's still he hasn't changed at all. Yeah, which makes me sad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too is that by going for this like nostalgia of that '70s show, it doesn't feel like like you were kind of I think starting to dance around and alluding to. It didn't feel like a '90s sitcom yeah right like it just felt like that 70s show again like that 70s show the later years or you know like and i would have liked it better if they made it feel more like a 90s sitcom and just like designed the house in a different way because like the house looks the same which again they're just they're going for the nostalgia of it so but i'm like update all the furniture like don't have shag carpet anymore you know like i mean here's the thing i know one thing they live in that house yeah and they're old and they're old they so, would want to keep their aesthetic yeah i get that but again uh logic be damned i th- yeah. still think they should have updated it um yeah or here's what works mm. for me mm-hmm. flip the script mm-hmm. build a new house sure have it be eric and donna's yeah and have the have you can still have them leave yep you know and just yeah, have maybe the grandparents, the grandparents come to watch them come to watch the kids yeah. for the summer yeah like 
I think that that could is have been a, a better fun happy medium because then you get to see her room. Yeah. And how she lives, and, you and can how maybe she's have, the like, main character. Yeah. And you can have like a different basement, yeah, but still have the same vibe. A of, similar like, basement. This is where we hang out. Yeah. Anyway. And you know, at the end of the first season, you can have your Netflix jack-off moment by going back to the original house. That's true. You yep. all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It takes a full season, not just Netflix, everything. Every, it takes a yeah. full season to give the new winter, to give fucking new Captain America his suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Disney Plus ones are the yeah. most egregious, but um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's all about getting new Obi-Wan outfits. says hello there. Hello there. It takes him six hours. <laughs> Not in my cut. You watch Andor yet? No. <laughs> it's going to be another running gag, I think, on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Check it out if Greg's watched Andor yet. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the Andor check-in. <laughs> Andor watch. Yeah, Andor watch 2023. Greg, have you watched it? Nope. All right, moving on. <laughs> I also haven't. So um, um, with the last word on that 90s show, I'll give mm. it to Allie. Mm-hmm. Steak's not great. <laughs> Steak's not great. What now, was that S-T-A-K-E-S or S-T-E-A-K-E-S? Yeah, as in the meat. Okay, cool. Because yeah. <laughs> there are low stakes in the in the uh, that 90s show as well. Yeah, of course. It's just they're just hanging out. Yeah. Um, Down the street? Da- mm. <laughs> this podcast is over. Hello, Wisconsin. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think they use the same theme song and music and everything, Stupid. too. Yeah. Bad. Why would they do that? Make a new song. Do, make it like uh, fucking grunge. Make something. it a 90s song. Yeah. Pop punk. If it's is it, Does it take place in 96? Down the street. Take what? a look. Let's, <laughs> overhead. Talk to me. Is there... <laughs> does it take place... <laughs> That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I yeah. forgot the rest of the lyrics, though, so I started making just going back to the Nirvana ones. He been flew. <laughs> um, what year Hanging does it take place? Out. In? <laughs> Hanging out down the street. The same old friends. Okay, okay. you're blowing up the mic. That I used Stop to it. meet. <laughs> Um, what was the question? What year does it take place? <laughs> I don't in? fucking know. It says on the little bumper sticker. Yeah, I don't care. All right. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing in that 70s show. It is a thing in that 70s I show. I believe you. That's why the last four seasons took place in 79. Oh, boy. Because I couldn't get to 80. Yeah. Because then it'd be a different show. Remember that 80s show? No. <laughs> no one does. Yeah. Had Glenn Howerton in it, though. Did it really? Yeah. He was oh, the, that's he right. He was the lead, I believe. Yeah. Before uh, he decided to make his own show. Yeah, all I have to say about that is... <laughs> oh, just a little scoff? Yeah. Oh, boy. How many How many different buttons do you have? we got a bunch. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I don't know when this episode's coming out, because mm. we're kind of banking them. Yeah. Which I think is the good call. A yes. good call. I'm not complaining. But uh, I don't know if we should talk Oscar noms. Mm. Or if we should just... When is it? In May? Mar- March like 12th or something, I think, is the ceremony. Oh. Yeah, let's talk Oscar noms. All right. <laughs> What'd you think? I, I thought they were pretty exciting. Yeah. For the most cool. part. Everything yeah. Everywhere All at Once, I think, is a well-deserved uh, nom in many aspects. And yeah. 
was my favorite film of the year, as as you know, if you listen to our Patreon. Yeah, I think they may have overshowered it, but they are they tend to do that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely they do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm okay with it in this case. Um, I am glad, though, that, there, mm-hmm. that there's obviously like a juggernaut, because I feel like there hasn't really been one for the last couple of years. Well, the thing is, the juggernauts, I think, are still always there, but they end up... N- underperforming right they get over nominated and underperforming power of the dog was last year right oh yeah that's right it had 10 it had something. i think i think maybe even more than that but it 13? had a lot it had the most of uh, of the films that year and then it won i think one like, yeah director <laughs> director yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and which I is think also fun yeah you know spread it all around i like i like uh, i like a good spread. then again i don't really remember anything about Much last like year's like oscars except for one thing food hmm? huh what do you remember about last year's Oscars? Yeah, um, a celebrity physically assaulting someone mm, doesn't ring a bell in front of the world. Um, mm. Yeah, best not to I talk about think, it. I don't think that happened. Yeah, uh, I bet Apple TV I... is regretting releasing Emancipation. What's that? That was is that a TV show with no? Uh, that was Willard the movie. Oh, that was the movie that they released with him. Mm. Yeah, clearly another play. Yeah, um, I. I think I said this even after the ceremony ended last year, mm. but I'm going to reiterate it right now yep. because Jimmy Kimmel was announced as the host. Uh-huh. Uh, if he doesn't open with a Will Smith or a Chris Rock joke, mm-hmm. then I will eat your own hat. My own hat. <laughs> yep. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, no, this is what they bring him in to do. I know. This yeah. is exactly why he's there. He's there to cut the tension yeah. and then do nothing <laughs> controversial. <laughs> that's that's true. That's all he's there yeah. to do. Do you remember how he... Everyone remembers the Moonlight mix-up. Of course. By the way, that mm-hmm. just coined it. The Moonlight mix-up. Yes. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, everyone remembers that, but nobody remembers really how cool as a cucumber Jimmy Kimmel was it's true immediately right. during that yeah. he goes on and is just like laughing it off being like Warren what did you do <laughs> I immediately which re- is the, yeah which yeah. is the way to do it yeah and he's like and he's like sorry guys and this is like it's live and what can we say it'll yeah. happen and it's crazy but he's clearly the guy who can handle it yeah uh, if you were to create a uh, Watch Mojo esque <laughs> top five list of the craziest things that happened at the Oscars live ceremonies, what would, would you would you put the slap at number one? I think I feel like that's an obvious. I think one. it has to be. Yeah, which is like, crazy that it's the most recent yeah, weird thing. I think it absolutely has and to then be. Probably follow, moonlight, follow the, the, moonlight, the moonlight mix up. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I don't know the the time that I can't remember who it was came out and oh it was Ben Stiller. No, was it Ben Stiller? Someone came out in blackface. Oh, uh, Billy Crystal Billy did Crystal. blackface yeah. in one of the. Uh, that was the one. It was like it wasn't like he didn't come out in it. But ben it was Stiller in... did the Navi. He came out in. Oh, blueface, that's right. Yeah, which yeah. was funny. Blue... <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Um, there's also the uh, uh, one when once won for best song. Yeah. And um, uh, 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 I can't remember her name. Erglova. Anyway, the, the the lady. Yes, <laughs> I can't remember the dude's name either. Um, Glenn Hansard. Glenn Hansard and uh, I feel like it's Erglova. 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 Something. Anyway, I'm so sorry, but because uh, I used to I used to love that movie and that soundtrack and it's used been a, to. Well, I just mean like it's, it's a been great so film. Lo- no, I still do. I'm just saying I used to to the point where I listened to it all the time, and so like I knew the name like very easily. Anyway, uh, but I just remember that moment very specifically because uh, Glenn Hansard got to speak. 
and then she went to speak and they cut the mic and you know everything and uh, I believe John Stewart was the host. Yeah, he was. And he basically was like, no, no, no. Like, when he got back his hosting duties back, he's like, no, no, let her come up and say something, too. That, yeah. was, that was shitty. Yeah. Um, that I think that'd be in my top five weird Oscar moments. Really? Yeah. That just seems like a decent thing. I mean, no, but I, I'm not saying, but it's just like, it's a weird thing that happened. It is a sense. weird thing that happened. Is it weirder than the streaker? Was there a streaker? I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> I believe it was when Letterman hosted the Oscars. Okay. Yeah, there was a streaker, um, and then probably Sasheen Littlefeather. That's yeah, that's a big one. Um, and also, what was the other one? Oh, uh, when uh, uh, was it Ellen hosting, and she brought those strangers in? Do you remember that? The strangers. I'm pretty sure it was Ellen, and she was like, "We have these people who are just on a tour of the." Uh, of the building or something. Uh-huh. And they don't know this, but we're going to bring them out into into the Oscar ceremony. And it's just a group of tourists. And she, and she just brought them out and they were just like, what's going on? And they like took pictures with some of the celebrities and Let's stuff. Let's fraternize with the normies. Yeah. It was de- that's the thing. It was definitely that feeling of like, oh, let's let's give them a little treat. Yeah. Like look at look at how great we are. Um well, I thought was you were... there was a sandwich thing too. Remember, there was like the sandwich thing. Someone like made a whole bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and like gave them to a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't think any of these really get above <laughs> a, the streaker. <laughs> I'm not saying they're above. I'm not ranking them. I'm just n- naming some of the weird things. Yeah, shit. yeah. I mean, the little feather thing is wild. Yeah. Um. Oh, one of the mm-hmm. one of the craziest ones in my memory that I that that I think nobody really talks about is people booing um uh michael moore when he wins bowling oh for yeah because he says shame on you george bush yes he yeah. says shame on you we live in f- fictitious times with a fictitious president shame on you george bush and people Boo. are booing him and you're like fuck you guys he's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are you booing me i'm right <laughs> yeah yeah you gave him the oscar for a documentary about that <laughs> it 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 really takes a roundabout way to get there yeah but it but it turns out to be about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because they didn't give them the Oscar for Fahrenheit. Oh, was which was this? It was uh, Bowling for Columbine. But that's right. Bowling okay, for Columbine yeah. does I, end I up at September eleventh. Con- that's true. Yeah, I definitely conflate that because obviously Fahrenheit's way uh, more overt about that. Fahrenheit's bananas. But yeah, you're right. He won for bowling, of course, yeah. and not for Fahrenheit. Um, but yeah, yeah. That that one's what's he up to these that days? One's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He hasn't done anything in a while, I don't think. I mean, Trump's not president anymore. Yeah. He doesn't, so he have... doesn't have as much to do. Or maybe he's just tired. Maybe he's just tired. Yeah. We'll see. I want, I want to see if he's done a documentary recently that no one cared about. Because um, what he did, uh, Where to Invade Next, I remember. Yeah. That was like not really talked. I mean, people talked about it, but not really uh, cared about, if that makes sense. Yeah. He did one called Sicko a while ago. Oh yeah, about the healthcare system. Yeah, that was so. That was two thousand seven. That was right after Fahrenheit. Yeah, uh, Slacker Uprising two thousand eight. Capitalism: A Love Story two thousand nine. Oh where sure. To, where to invade next was twenty fifteen. Um, oh right. Okay, so he did Michael Moore in Trumpland. I've seen that in twenty sixteen. I have not seen, seen it. that. It's actually it's not bad. And then he did one. It's more of like just a. Uh, it's kind of a stand up special. In twenty eighteen, called Fahrenheit eleven nine. Oh. Which because is of the Trump about victory. the 2016 yeah. presidential election, um, and yeah, 
that's all it says, and that's all I care about. I'm um, sure it's really. That's all balanced. he's done. He hasn't anything in a one in five years. Any documentaries, I should say. Yeah, maybe he's done other shit. I don't know. Uh, oh, he's got a podcast. Of course he does. <laughs> Guys, that should be illegal. Yeah, stop making podcasts. <laughs> but fix our show. <laughs> fix our show and stop making podcasts. <laughs> if you didn't have one eight years ago, yeah, you're not you shouldn't to be one. allowed to have no. one. Especially if you're already a celebrity. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And like, like, don't, this is our thing. Yeah. Let the weirdos have this. Let the weirdos have their podcasts. Let the weirdos find other weirdos who like their podcast. Yeah. Then those weirdos won't feel weird about coming on that podcast. That's true. You know? I don't know. <laughs> Fix our show. Fix our show. Um, well, <laughs> thanks, Allie. Uh, what, what, do I want to dive into the first episode? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we're here to talk about... I mean... I mean... We're here to talk about two episodes of Futurama. First one we're talking about is how Hermes requisitioned his groove back, Mm -hmm. which is the 11th episode of season two, written by Bill Odenkirk, directed by Mark Irvin, original air date April 2nd, 2000. And yes, that is Bob Odenkirk's younger brother. Really? Keeping it in the family. Good for them. This is, I believe, his first writing credit, at least for, sorry, he worked on Mr. Show. Sure. Um, but I think this might be his first animation rating credit because he did work on the, on Futurama and The Simpsons, mm-hmm. but nothing we care about. Uh, I right. looked it up. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, what episodes of The Simpsons did he write? Oh, don't don't recognize any of those names. Great. Moving on. Um, okay. Okay. I think this is a strong first and third act. Sure. Ep- episode. I uh, I just don't care about the second. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I like I'll the, say... I like the central bureaucracy. That's what I should yeah, say. Yeah. I think I thought, I think if anything, I like the third act the best. Uh, but overall, I think this is kind of a dud of an episode. I'm going to say that I think both of them are. Ooh. Yeah. I think... Hot take. I think perhaps. the Deep South mm-hmm. uh, sucks. Great. Okay. Well, let's... <laughs> let, why don't we talk about both of them at once? Because I think there's okay. a lot we can talk about. Because I both. think they're almost the same episode. <laughs> the Deep South, 12th episode of season two, written by Jay Stewart Burns, directed by Brett Holland, and original air date April 16th, 2000. Um, now, both of these are in the pantheon of, for some yeah. inexplicable reason, <laughs> women are attracted to Fry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hmm? well... Hmm? Not expl- inexplicable in the case of uh, requisition. Well, it makes sense it's, to me. It's, <laughs> it's a kink, I guess. It's forbidden. Yeah, I those guess. two together. That's all but you need. But don't you feel okay? I felt while also watching... there's a power imbalance. Okay, there. Yeah, that's hot. I guess. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with you. That. I don't disagree with you. However, watching both these episodes, but especially Herm- the Hermes one. I couldn't help but feel this is weird male fantasy writing bullshit. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? Like, where it's just like, oh, man, it'd be so hot if some upper crust bureaucracy lady was, like, so into me because I'm so dirty and slobby. I don't have to pick up my laundry and she'll fuck me. Yeah. And it's it's But at least, it's, at least it's a kink. <laughs> I don't like it. At least it's a reason. I guess so, but but again, it's like, it's a, I, I mean, okay, no kink shame. It's a, this it's is a, a no kink shame podcast, but. It's a thousand percent I have of masculine never, gaze reason. Yeah. Yeah. I've never 
I, I, I don't know if this is a real kink. What? This room isn't Dirty. doing it for you? Hmm? This mess of cords? <laughs> well, it's not my kink. No. So, of course not. But yeah. I'm saying I don't even know. Like, I feel like I could buy it a bit more if it wasn't just the dirtiness. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. It's like her, like the immediate kind of thing of she finds his locker. It's disgusting. She asks everyone else to leave and immediately starts making out with him. Like if it built up to that a bit more, I could understand it a bit more. Because even her like explanation in the midst of making out with her with him, at least like I'm like okay, like I can buy that. But it should have been a lead up to it. It shouldn't have just been immediately dirty boy and like jumping on him. You know. I just I I don't like this episode. Sure. I think it's got a fun song at the end. It's fun. It's uh, not memorable. Not really. I forgot it was in this episode, and I've seen this episode. I always know... That's the only thing I ever remember about the episode, is that it has a song. Mm. But I could never hum it for you or sing it, except for... And maybe I'll mess it up even right now, and I just watched it. Uh, you got it. Uh, when push comes to su- shove, you gotta do what you love, even if it's not the right idea. Which also doesn't even rhyme with the previous lyric. Uh, but that's the only part I remember. <laughs> Songs don't have to rhyme. Yes, they do. They don't. They need to. It's the law. When? When do they have to do that? Read the law. You haven't read your Charter of Rights, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. It's Clause 73, 73B. Right. Because so it's the, the bureaucracy episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I, it's fun. Again, like I said, the third act is the best of the of the acts. But how it gets to there is uninteresting to me. And it's also for an episode that's got Hermes' name in the title. Not where's, a lot of Hermes. Where's Hermes? <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that. No, because I, I, don't I don't think like Herm- I don't think Hermes it? is an interesting character. Yeah. Um, except for in a future episode i believe where he's has to limbo to save save the world or whatever oh i remember that i think that's like a decent use of hermes because i also just love the flashback of like he used to be a limbo champion and then a little boy got crippled from trying to limbo (laughs) i think that's really just like him yeah 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 i'm just like hermes i'm just like hermes (laughs) (laughs) it's very funny to me um but yeah not a lot of hermes um which is fine but yeah, it's just again, it's just focusing on the the detour that they take to the forced la- labor spa. Yeah, is weird. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's like I think it's the way to keep him in the episode because yeah. it's titled after him. I also feel like I don't know enough about bureaucracy to get a lot of the, like I get the jokes on the surface, and I'm sure that's really all they're going for, but. That is. That's it. Yeah, it's I just, just like, I feel like it, if if it was something a bit more interesting, then they could have made some more subtle joke. I don't know. So here's a problem I okay. have with the central bureaucracy. Yes, I think it's a good idea. I think the outside of it is more interesting than the inside. Mm. The fact that it's just this white cubed building yes. with like established twenty one fifty nine patent pending. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and the line. Uh-huh. To get in is funny. I'm waiting on my birth certificate. The line reverses. Right. Someone had Someone a baby. Someone had a baby. That's funny. That's funny. Yep. That's good. As soon as you get in there, mm-hmm. it's just the old folks' home. It's true. It's got a similar vibe to that uh, that uh, 
that episode where everything's fairly just, recent. just filed away in neat little things. The only interesting thing is that guy who flies around on yeah, a biplane the, desk. The fucking I can't remember what they call him, but like the one point The oh yeah, one bureaucrat one point like central bureaucrat guy. Yeah, he's interesting because he has a little biplane with a desk. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> And he goes, da, 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 don't tell me about your Like He's got attitude, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they should be encountering all of that. It should be, like, when they got in, I was expecting some fucking Brazil shit. Sure. I was and- expecting some Terry Gilliam or that sequence, the best sequence from Jupiter Ascending. When they're trying oh, to man. get in so long. <laughs> well, when they're trying to get her like uh, uh, confirmed as like the queen of the universe. Sure. And they go through the central bu- bureaucracy and literal Terry Gilliam makes an appearance. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. That is the best. I it remember now. Rules. Yeah, thank you. In yeah. a, of course, you, f- you didn't remember it because all of that movie rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's that's, the movie. It's a movie full of highlights. That's the <laughs> And I'm not. I know I sound like for being facetious. Yeah. I'm not. I know I you're really not. like that movie. And, and the thing is, uh, that was in our Cinepals days, and I did not like that movie. But I I have not rewatched it since, and I do have the sneaking suspicion I'll like it a lot more if I watch it now. Because we're more um, fun now. Yeah. And even in our Cinepals days, when I made that when I, when we made that review, and I was like, I kind of liked it. Yeah. That was just mostly to be a shithead. Of course, you as know? was your want at yeah. the time. Yeah. And when I rewatched it, I was like, no, I actually like this. Yeah. I actually like this for a lot of reasons, and a lot of the reasons I like it is because it's so fucking weird. That's the thing. I just I feel like at this point in my life, and also just uh, this point in cinema history, for lack of a for kind of a douchebag term, I guess, but uh, I feel like. Weirdness is really selling for me. Yeah. You know, like just take big swings, be fucking weird, have a great time. I saw Infinity Pool last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Um, it's fucking weird. Nepo Baby movie. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Baby Cronenberg. Yeah. How is it? Um, it's good. Is it good? Or yeah. is it just weird? It's both. Oh, good. But I, I, I was, while I was watching it, there was points where I was like, this is maybe one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Really? And then there was other points where I'm like, okay, well, this is like, now it's not one of my favorite movies, but it's still like really cool. You know, the- I think it, I think it just kind of like, it had such a great build and like some wonderful reveals of what this world is and like all this stuff. And then it just kind of starts to just like wobble at the end. doesn't fall, but just kind of like, I'm like, all right, I think we could have wrapped this up already and it would have been way more interesting and fun. Um, yeah. But uh, but overall, I think it's really good. Mm. So, and I just watched I just watched Possessor for the first time yesterday as well because I had never seen it. I've never I don't even know that movie. Okay, well that was his movie before. Okay. this one. Uh, so this is his third movie. His first movie is called Antiviral, which I've never seen. But his second movie is Possessor. It came out in twenty twenty, so it was kind of a a quiet like. Oh, he's been making stuff. Okay, yeah. he's been go- working at a clip. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I had heard really good things about Possessor, and I remember thinking it looked really cool. It's got a cool poster with some weird-ass visuals. Um, so I watched it, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's good. It's just like, it doesn't fully, I don't think it fully explores its premise in an interesting way, which is a, it's a really interesting premise, and I think it just kind of like becomes a pretty rote thriller for the last half. Right. Uh, so I think that also helped me appreciate Infinity Pool more, because I was like, oh, he's going, he's going even weirder. <laughs> he's just like letting his freak flag fly, and I like that. Is the story so. good? Uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I also think there's like some really subtle, maybe not subtle, but like to me, not knowing a lot about Mr. Brandon Cronenberg, uh, some like 
exploration of that Nepo baby aspect where he's like kind of feels like a fraud or like he doesn't deserve to have the success that he does but what does that mean and like should I stop or should I just have fun and yeah, you should probably stop you should probably stop <laughs> <laughs> so few movies get made how dare yeah, you why are you why are you doing this yeah, to us how dare you uh it's cool that Alexander Skarsgård's in it yeah he's good speaking of he's good Nepo babies yep. um but <laughs> At least he's a he's a very interesting actor yeah. to watch. I like him. And yeah. he's good in this movie. Mia Goth's insane. Uh or Goth. Is it Goth? Goth? Let's say Goth because I think that's what she would want. Okay. <laughs> and I think if it was Goth, you would have to have an E at the end. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah. I don't know. These or guys. an S. An E S. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. If it was French, which she's not. Yeah. Anyway, be weird. Make weird shit, and Jupiter Ascending is the epitome of weird. Yeah, uh, and I the love fact that, that they, they get away retrospect. with it with a hundred and fifty million dollar budget is the most crazy, miraculous thing. Crazy, and they and they do it. The thing about Jupiter Ascending is that it's weird, but the story is very basic. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just, very hero's journey. Just chip away you know, at it. Similar. You're like, it's like, oh, I. But get Sean it. Bean's a B. Sean Bean. Is a bee man. His name is Stinger. His name is Stinger, <laughs> and he does everything that Sean Bean's supposed to do in the movie except die. And you're like, wow, I'm really glad Sean Bean <laughs> didn't die. <laughs> Which is funny because Sean Bean's also in Possessor. And, really? Uh, he also is supposed to die, and I won't reveal if he does or not. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Always, ever since Jupiter Ascending, it's a toss up. That's true. Yeah. You don't know anymore. It changed the game. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, (laughs) That's the new podcast. That'll fix our show. Next week, we'll be reviewing a Sean Bean movie. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) It'll be one of those sharp movies from from across the pond that nobody's seen. (laughs) Still sharp after all these years. With an E. With an E. Because it's British. That was a... I remember first time I saw Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. When he says still sharp. Still sharp. I was like, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> like legitimately, I was like, yeah, of course it is a sword. Fucking still stupid guy. And then like years later, someone was like, oh, it's like a it's like a little Easter egg because he used to play this character named Sharp. And so it was like him saying like, oh, I'm still sharp. And I was like, uh, okay, that makes more sense now. You know, you it know also makes, it all, yes, I did. Okay. But it also makes sense in context. Because the because the sword's the, shattered, the sword's I shattered. Guess. But it's no, it's a thousands of years old. It's been mm-hmm. there for several thousand it's years. It's gonna be sharp. How long did she say? <laughs> I don't know. Five and a half thousand years. Sure. It's not gonna be sharp. Why? It's not like it's being used. It makes sense if it's being used and it gets dulled from okay, use. We're gonna watch just these sitting movies. there. We're gonna watch we're gonna these watch movies. Them. We're gonna watch these movies. We're gonna talk about the sharp we're moment. Talk about the sharp light. It's gonna take. We're gonna pause the movie. Yeah, it's there. gonna take an hour for us to unpack it. <laughs> um, well, but I really wanted the the central bureaucracy to be like a Terry Gilliam thing. Well, and I don't know if you know this, but it was designed to look like Brazil. It was intentionally designed to look like Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Brazil. The central bureaucracy. In in the show? Yeah. In Futurama. Futurama, yeah. Really? Yes. It doesn't really. Okay. I haven't seen it, so <laughs> I, I'm just telling you what I read about their design process. 
I mean, I've seen, I've seen, because I used a, a clip from Brazil on a recent clip round at Movie Trivia, and mm. it was like interrogation scene, right? Yeah. And I feel like at the very least that looks similar to the the central bureaucracy with the fi- the the circular room with all the files, like. I guess similar enough, you know. I guess I'm just like losing it because of the animation of it. Sure, like the tactile of. I I I I wish the animation had more depth to it. I guess. Yeah. Which is a lot to ask. It's true. Um, But it it just wasn't. It wasn't scratching that itch. Like if it was, like, I mean, as you say, it was supposed to look like it. I didn't get it. I, I maybe I shouldn't say it was supposed to look like it, but it was inspired, by right? It, if that makes more, if that makes that it. makes total sense. These yeah. guys are Harvard eggheads. They've seen yeah. Brazil, of course, uh, and I've seen Brazil. How is it? It's good. Cool. Yeah, it's a bummer, but it's good. I, I use the scene where he interrogates the dude, and, and he's wearing like a baby mask. Uh huh. Scary. It's a good scene. <laughs> it's a good scene. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Robert De Niro shows up out of nowhere. Cool. Yeah, and then leaves forever. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, to fix the plumbing. To, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, I think I'm finally going to watch Godfather Part 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I rewatched The Godfather Part 1. Yeah? For class. Sure. Um, good movie. That movie's really good. Yeah. I don't it's, know if you know this. I do. It's been on my top ten for a really long time because I'm a I'm just a basic yeah, bro. You're a basic bro. Yeah. Um, but it's really but good. The thing is, the thing about it is, here's the thing, and I've, super watchable for three hours. Oh, absolutely. I've never been a big mafia guy, mm-hmm. as I've said before, right? So that's why, like, when people are like, "Oh, favorite Scorsese film, Goodfellas," I'm like, I like Goodfellas, but it's never going to be my favorite because I think he's made so many more interesting films. Yeah. But, um. So that's also why I've always kind of been like, I don't know, God, I hear Godfather's really good and Part 2's really good. Can I tell you a hot take yeah. before you tell me about God, yeah. Godfather thing? Um, I would rather watch Shutter Island again than I would oh, 100%. Goodfellas. Me too. They're Shutter Island's fucking great. They're duly appointed federal marshals. Duly appointed federal marshals. And it's it's really good. And the 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 thing that I would want to watch, like if you wanted to be like, well, a gangster movie. What, yeah. Scorsese gangster. Gangs of New York. Yeah, I'd rather watch that too. I'd yeah. rather watch I that. It's more fun because it's it's uh, as we keep saying, huge fucking swing. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And Day uh, Lewis is just given the car- career performance in my opinion, killing it. Um, uh, sorry, no, I was just gonna say that the the Godfather trilogy, but also specifically one and two, because that's what everyone says are the good ones. You know, yeah. Um, I've just never been like uh, I've never had an urge to watch them, so. Uh, I watched The Godfather Part 1 years ago when I was still living in Lethbridge because I one day was like, I should finally watch these. So I bought Part 1 and Part 2 on DVD. They sat on my shelf for years. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, I need to do this. I like Just sit down and do it. So I watched Godfather Part 1 and I was just like, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that's just unfortunate that it's been parodied so much that it, you know... It's my, it's my own fault, but also just society's fault for just making things like, you know, the tollbooth scene or the horse head or the diner, you know, like all these iconic scenes where I'm just like, yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen here because <laughs> I've seen it parodied so many times and uh, it's hard not to laugh sometimes at some of those because I think of Bart getting hit by snowballs instead of Sonny getting riddled with bullets. Um, or Lisa finding a pony in her bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I think what also all happened, these are good scenes. They're great. They're really they're good so parodies good. and an example of why I miss <laughs> The Simpsons. Yeah, me too. Um, but I think what happened as well is that I just kind of like didn't care about the story. Sure. Uh, and not even necessarily that I didn't care, but I just I didn't like quite grasp it. I was just like, yeah, okay, mafia dudes, they're killing people. But like watching it this time, I'm like, oh. There's like a clear like through line to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which I think is like the the most obvious take in the world seeing Michael become the El Capo or what, you know, the Godfather. Yeah. Um is the most fascinating thing because he starts out as just this like weaselly little nerdy guy who's just like, "Oh yeah, that's my that's my that's my dad, that's my pop and you know, here's what he did." And then by the end you're like, "Oh, he's a boss." Mm-hmm. He fucking rules. Yeah. You know, and even that scene where he is planning the uh, the diner uh, assassination, whatever you want to call it, yeah, uh, yeah, is such an amazing scene yeah. where he's just kind of like figuring out what needs to happen, and like, and the, there's a slow zoom in, and it's just like, oh, he's uh, like, because he starts so small, and you're like, right, he's this, like, he's the youngest of the family, or whatever, right, and I think, or is Fredo? He's, he, no, he's okay, the youngest. Yeah. He's he's pointedly yes, that's the younger I, brother. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, yeah, he's like, he's never going to be, you know, in charge of anything. But like, by the end of that scene, you're like, oh, he's going to be the boss. Like, just that scene, I see the transformation. And it's so fucking cool. Anyway, so Godfather's good. <laughs> but the um, the thing the movie does that's that's quite incredible is it's so much better than the book. Great. In every way. Yeah, I've never read the book. Um, never will, probably. The book has like 10 or 12 or maybe a baker's dozen sex scenes oh boy <laughs> just like how many of her, uh, how many of them are with carlo carlo yeah uh i don't think many i because carlo can f- go fuck himself yeah i hate carlo i, I think it's mostly with glad he gets the, garroted at the end with vincent spoilers for the god not vincent um fucking james con sunny sunny sorry yeah vincent's his son <laughs> yes eventually in part three oh, played okay. by andy garcia oh great yeah <laughs> that's my that's bad. funny uh yeah, there's just a lot of that. It's very very pulpy, yeah. and like Coppola raises it to like high art mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and I think that's one of the things that I like a lot about that. Those two movies in particular is that it's like, it's it's like yeah, there's a there's a pulpy plot going on here, yeah, but it's not about the pulpy plot. It's a what it takes a long time to reveal what the movie's about, and the, the movie is about how this, how the American dream, if you chase it. If you chase it too hard, can destroy your soul. Sure. It can raise you up, and it can destroy your soul. I think too. It's I mean, just and jumping, then part two is that, a is a continuation of yeah that. Just jumping off that, I feel too. It's just this like this exploration of uh, how the American dream not only will do that, but it's also a lie, right? It's also yeah. like no Look matter how much you do. try. Like, you're never going to become, unless you do some heinous shit and become a gangster. The man at the beginning. Yeah. The I believe in America guy. Yes. Is exactly what the movie's about. Absolutely. Uh, Brilliant filmmaking in that it tells you what the movie's about in its first line of dialogue. Absolutely. Uh, In its first little monologue. And he's such a good, (laughs) he's so good in that scene. He's great. And And this, again, like, so this, I mean, we talked about both these scenes in class, but like the slow pan out. Yeah. Um or push out rather uh of basically like okay we hear a voice first we don't know what's going on I believe okay in now America. we got yeah now we got a dude 
okay, is he just monologuing? Who's he talking to? Oh, he's talking to someone. And, you know, it's just like the, the slow reveal of context where you're just like, oh, I understand what's happening in, like perfectly. Yeah. You know? Uh, great. And then, yeah, like the whole idea of like, why, why did you go to the police first? Why didn't you come to me first? And it's like, yeah. I was trying to do the correct thing yeah. that we're told to do and it didn't work. Yeah. So now I'm coming to you and I want you to go murder this dude. Yeah. For justice, <laughs> we must go to Don Corleone. That's right. And therein lies the lie yep. of the American dream. Yep. Great movie. He does. Uh, he does every. Bonacera, the the yeah. mortician, does everything right. Does everything right, and he still almost loses his only child. Yeah, and fucking and the people uh, get away with it. Actor dude, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't go. He just. He just gets a mob boss to fucking chop off horse heads and shit for him to gain success. Be, be in the movie. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because that's what you got to do. That's anyway, what you got to do. Um, good movie or be a nepo baby. Yeah, great movie. Uh, but anyway. The long and short of that is, uh, after really loving Godfather this time around more than I thought I did the first time I saw it, I'm like, I should, I should watch part two finally. <laughs> part two is crazy good. Yeah, and um, that's what I hear. So I'm very excited to watch it. It's just, it's all the same stuff, you know, like the excessively black interiors, yeah, <laughs> you know, and like the weird gold lighting, the 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 violence that seemingly comes out of nowhere, the constant yeah. sense of dread, but a uh, moral spiral mm-hmm. that is that 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 happens so so subtly that you that you're like oh are we going to end up where i think we're going to end up by the end of this movie and i love too that pacino gives i think one of his best performances of course in part 1 mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not a pacino the meme meme pacino you know yeah. what i mean like he's so good and it's just it's interesting. I'm I'm interested to watch part two to see if he starts leaning into that more into the Pacino, or if he still sticks with uh, Michael, as it were. One scene. Yeah. One scene. Is I'll it, tell you this. Okay. It's one scene, uh-huh. and it might be the best acted scene in the whole movie. Great. Because he holds on to it, and it's the he never gets overwhelmed by it. Yeah. You know, it never goes Scarface. It never goes Devil's Advocate. You know. What about Heat? It never touches heat. Like it's it's closer to Dog Day Afternoon. Okay, that mo. It's closer to Attica. Also, Pacino. A movie I haven't seen, but just I've seen clips of. So. You know Attica. Like where's uh, Attica? No, I don't. No, you should watch that scene. It's right. fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, um, I got the I got the special edition DVD on my on my shelf. Nice. Yeah, on Dog- your shelf. Yeah. Oh, on my shelf. Well, because didn't you? Didn't you get rid of all your DVDs? No, I kept the special editions. Oh, gotcha. Like, okay. if I have special edition nice cases and stuff, I yeah, want I those prob- up. I probably should have done that, too. Yeah, I want those. I'm not going to get rid of those. Like I my, got rid of all mine. My Kubrick collection, my Godfather I just trilogy. just discs now. I feel sad about it in a way. But I'm starting a Blu-ray collection, so it's okay. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking to myself, am I going to convince myself that I have disposable income enough to, to <laughs> really go Blu-ray in yeah. earnest? Because the watching... The thing is, I don't... But yeah. my plan is like every so often I'll buy one or two, yeah. and especially if Criterion has like a big sale, I'll right. buy a couple from there. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not like I'm not actively building it at this point anyway. Until yeah. possibly I get a full time job again, and right. then maybe I'll start doing like a couple movies every month or something. Or you don't have I, a full time job? No, I'm in school. All right. <laughs> I'm such a good friend. <laughs> Almost done though. Yeah. Um yeah. 
I was just like, because when we watched Mission Impossible 1 mm-hmm. on Blu-ray, I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. That was so nice. An interactive menu. Yeah. Plus, I plan on getting a PS5 for uh, a self-graduation gift. Sure. <laughs> you get, or at you... the very least, when Spider-Man 2 comes out. When Spider-Man, the, the Insomniac sequel comes out, I'm getting a PS5. Marvel, Sony's Spider-Man by Insomniac by Sony. Correct. Um, for PS5. For PS5. Uh, and then so I'm excited to be able to just play Blu-rays on a PS5 and just be, just just have a great time, you know? Because you get the, uh, you get 4K capability with that too. Hell yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I bought two Criterions Which in ones? their last sale. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh yeah, you like that one. I love that movie. And Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, they're still both sealed. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm also in the process of moving and shit. But um, I'm very excited to bust those out and watch them on Blu-ray. Can I tell you, I have one movie on Criterion. I own I one. I feel like you've told me this, but I forget which one it is. It is. A, is it a Nick Cage? Nope. Okay. It is Michael Cimino's Heaven's Gate. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a movie I haven't seen. Me neither. <laughs> Wait, was it a gift? No. Okay. I bought it. I saw I sought it out and bought it because it's the director's cut. Yeah. When it, when like they they kind of like reclaimed this film and I watched I've seen the first half hour yeah. of the movie. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um then I was like, God, it's four hours long. I gotta go. I got places I have to be. No yeah. wonder they cut this down. Yeah. <laughs> and I just haven't What's gone okay, back. here's a, here's a question that might be interesting. Yeah. What's the longest movie you've seen that you wouldn't cut a thing? Oh, God. Is it? The longest movie I've seen where I wouldn't cut a thing. And the answer can be, like, a goofy movie or something. I don't know. Like, something that's, like, (laughs) under 90 minutes. Nope. (laughs) Nope. It the the longest. I mean, I know, I know Lord of the Rings would at least fall. The longest movie I've seen that where I would not cut a thing. The most boring answer ever is The Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring, theatrical edition. Hilarious. Uh, I just most, not even not even the most boring answer in general, but the most boring answer for for our Greg podcast Wilson. and for Greg Wilson <laughs> for in general. But outside of that. <laughs> Uh, what about Kingdom of Heaven? Is that long? Director's cut? Yeah, that that director's cut's pretty long. Yeah, yeah. I know you love that one. I do like that movie. Um, it's. <sighs> you ever see Jean Dielman? No. Satan Sound's number one film. No. I think that's my answer. How long is that? Three hours something. Okay. Three yeah. hours and a bit. Yeah. Um. But it's very like that's the thing is like I was like when I watch it I was like. This, this is so long. Why is this so long? But by the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, it needed to be that long. Like, very very pointedly and very specifically needed to be that long for the ending to work as well as it does. Right. Um, so, anyway. That's a good question. It's I kind wish... of a basic answer, too, now. I, I wish I had Now that's number answer. one on Sight and Sound's list. Fucking weirdos. Or so they say. <laughs> oh, boy. Where did you get these? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where did you get all these? From Allie. Yeah. But did you, were they recorded, uh, like, without her, not not necessarily without her knowledge, but just, like, while she was saying things? Or did you ask, okay, do this one, 
I want to record you saying blank. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't want to reveal that? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, what? All the news. All right. <laughs> Uh, no, she recorded these uh, several years ago, actually, um, when she went to uh, London, England to do her master's degree. Okay. And she recorded them for her uh, friends. I to, vaguely remember this now. To, uh, you know, have something to... because they miss her. Yeah. 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 That's cute. Yeah, it is. It's It's really cute, so... It's nice. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> what else do we want to say about how Hermes requisitioned this group? <laughs> An episode we're definitely diving real deep we're into. We're definitely talking about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's more bureaucratic than uh, the mafia? That's a... Am I right? Mm, a different uh, kind of bureaucracy. Can I tell you something I really liked about it? Yes. Is the bureaucratic drill. That was funny. That tech. How okay. that kind of gets in everywhere. Yeah. Um, I like the bureaucratic drill. I think it's... I will say I liked the kind of uh, cool. runner, as it were, of Hermes being like, there's a more efficient way to do things at this uh, vacation mine or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, these shouldn't be going out empty. And the dude's like, the Australian guy or whatever is like, oh, don't don't say that, mate. And then a big drill goes in it and it's hard for him to move it. I thought that was funny. But then also like later on, it's like, oh, yeah, I made it really efficient. Now it's just one Australian guy doing everything. <laughs> I don't know why, but I find that very funny. That it's funny. It just, this guy's life was ruined. By um, Hermes. Be, because of Hermes. So. Yeah. No, that that's, that's good. Um, there's a... Uh... There's there's something that I really enjoy. Uh, it comes back to it just keeps coming back to the whole like stagnant tech mm-hmm. and how in this universe Bender's ent- entirety can fit on a three and a half inch floppy. Oh yeah, love that. Which is great. Love that shit. It's. I also do. I I do like the the plot point. I guess of Bender being without a brain. Oh yeah, you I know, am Bender. The, insert please, girder. Please insert girder. I think that's pretty funny. Um, and then when he gets back, he goes, I am Bender, baby, please insert liquor. Yeah. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a good a, joke. He's a little rascal. Yeah. <laughs> Fix our show. <laughs> Send us an email. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> you, 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 the soundboard's not working. I'm sorry. The soundboard's, the soundboard's all right. It's okay. It's, it's like, sucks to suck. <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? You know, it's just like, it's just like, it's frustrating. Ah! Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> well, what was your favorite? Oh, was that your favorite joke? Hmm? What was your favorite joke from? Oh, I actually wrote that down. Oh, good. Believe it or not. I believe it. Mine is. Yeah. While you're looking that up. Um, the It's going to be a professor bit. Sure. <laughs> Where he's explaining about the central bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yes, the central bureaucracy. I've never been, but a friend of mine got went mad trying to find the bathroom. And then I can't remember what they say, but he's like, he's like oh, yes, I've been several times. <laughs> he's the one. He's, he's the one. Crazy. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty funny. Um, 
Probably Zoidberg. Zoidberg's pretty good. I was the hero. <laughs> it's not really a joke, but I just love Zoidberg. He's just he, when he pops up, it's usually pretty good. I think he's great in both these episodes. Yeah, I think he's got he's got a good. Yeah. Also, is it? Oh wait! Oh oh, oh sorry, oh, but shit. it's uh, and now it's time for my song. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> when I was, when a, I was a little crab. Or oh, oh. <laughs> it's great. Very reminiscent of uh, Professor Frank. Yeah. In uh, Twenty Two Short Films. Yeah. Um, man, what a good show, The Simpsons. Oh, was. it's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you call them steamed, in spite <laughs> of the fact that they are clearly grilled. Yeah, remember how The Simpsons made a, uh, what, one-minute segment that's funnier than the entirety of Futurama? Of most shows. Of most shows. And that's not a dig at Futurama. No, of course it's not. Just it's funnier just that's than... an insanely funny bit. And that bit has longer legs than it's the got, entirety of most how shows. how much Steamed Hams has been recreated in every single format you can imagine. Yeah. It's insane. Steamed Hams. Steamed Hams. It's a Utica tradition. <laughs> Oh, it's an Albany. Tra- <laughs> it's yeah, an Albany. It's, tra- it's, an, it's an Albany expression. Yeah. Well, I'm from Utica. I'm from Utica. Well, not in Utica. No, <laughs> it's an Albany expression. Um, great, great bit. <laughs> oh, I'm happier thinking of that. Right? Yeah. I have a better time thinking. Should we just of go that. back and do The Simpsons? <laughs> Should we do a rewatch? Just a re- rewatch season one again. <laughs> There's a bunch of season one episodes that I'm sure we could do better at. I think so. Yeah, all the way up to season four, I would say, argue. Yeah, yeah. When we Seasons finally one through three are dog shit. are pretty much dog. Don't shit. listen to those. Yeah, don't listen to those. Don't listen to this. Don't. Yeah, stop listening. <laughs> Turn it off right now. Unless you have an idea Except of how to fix our if show. If you know how to fix our show, then <laughs> which, keep listening. In which case, email. But also, just like district. email. You don't yeah. have to keep listening. Actually, yeah. just email us. Instructions. But instruction. Clear instructions. Someone told me to do a soundboard, That's and I true. did it. So if you have something, I'll do it. If it's within my power, I'll do it. Yeah. Alan a, won't. We got an alley soundboard. But I, I won't. Yeah. Well, if it's within my power, I'll do it. Okay. Like, it was like Alan talking in an accent the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll try. We could be British. We could We could be British, mate. Oh. No? <laughs> I just realized Oops. how exhausting that would be. <laughs> See, I've done shows in accents before. Yeah. Where I where I speak in an accent. And yeah. it is it's it's tricky. Yeah. Uh and it's hard to I think just carry on conversationally in an accent. If you put yes. words in front of me that I can study, right. I'll get know there. exactly how to yeah, how to pronounce each word. Because even the the very minimal accent work I ever did in a show was just for uh for hay fever and yeah. it was just for American Midwest or whatever. So it was just small things like the way like we as Canadians say like about yeah you'd say or maybe it wasn't no what was it uh, sorry so yeah so like we say sorry uh, we would need to change that to sorry yeah you know so it was very minimal but even that I was like oh like I couldn't just keep this up like you said conversationally I like need to know oh I say uh, house instead mm. of house yeah house house like. Very subtle house, but different. About not in this house. Not even though not. It's an O. It's an O, America. Yeah. Why? Are you, why? Why are you saying it like that? Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> I've been watching the show. Ooh, here's a fun pivot. <laughs> Andor. Been watching the show Andor. <laughs> Welcome back to Andor Watch. Time to check in. Ask Great. me again. 
Yeah, have you been watching Andor? Nope. Okay. I uh, was what, what watching, watching the newsroom. Oh. The Canadian show. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Canadian television program that I have on DVD. Apparently, uh, Ali With and- Jeff Daniels? No. Okay, so this is a different this show. This is a different okay. show. It's the Canadian Newsroom. It was broadcast originally in 1996. I was going to say, so it predates Aaron yes. Sorkin's. Okay. On the, and it and it predates the British Office okay. too. Even though the British Office owes a lot to this show. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and no one talks about it. Nobody talks about it. There's three mm. seasons of it. 32 Conspiracy. episodes. And it's Illuminati confirmed. It's one of those shows that's like dry, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and really scathing. As far good. as its satire goes, it's really good. It sounds funny. Yeah. And um sounds like something I'd like. And they all talk like Canadians on it. Nice. And it's like unashamedly Canadian. Sure. It takes place in Toronto. Of course. You know, Toronto. Toronto. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I I said it wrong. I said, <laughs> you don't say the T. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the second T. The second T, yeah. yeah. You gotta get the first one in there. Yeah. Or else it's Orano. Orano. <laughs> We'd still know what you were talking about. Yeah, we'd we still like, get it. We were yeah. like, open your mouth yeah, to speak. Yeah, come on. Figure it out, idiot. We'd be like Johnny Depp and fucking Charlie the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> we'd be like, mumbler. <laughs> what a strange reference. Yeah. But you got it. I did. <laughs> it's it's the only thing of that movie I find funny. When he gets mad at people for mumbling? Yeah. yeah. Honestly. That is pretty funny. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> that is pretty funny. It's funny. Yeah. He just keeps calling I this just kinda... one kid out for being a mumbler. Yeah. That and that's good and that's funny. I just wish he wasn't doing the silliest performance I've ever seen. Oh, and that the movie wasn't dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the movie's a piece of turd. The movie's pretty, uh, pretty poopy, and it looks like a bowl of urine. Yeah, it's like uh, the river that Augustus Gloop falls into. That's the movie. Yeah, it's poopy. ugly. <laughs> Big poop. It's just like I. That's the best way I think to describe Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's an ugly film. Mm. Ugly, ugly feeling. Ugly performed. Ugly looking. And yet it's very bright. In an ugly you know way. I mean? Yeah. No, but that's that's the thing. Like Sweeney Todd, which I think is a pretty good movie. I do too. Is ugly also, but purposefully. Yeah. Whereas Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is ugly, but it it thinks that it's really beautiful. Well, the. The first line of of the Sweeney Todd movie is there's a hole in the world and it's filled with Listen, shit. There's a the, hole in the world like a big black pit, pit. And, it's, and it's filled with people who are full of shit, shit and the people of the world inhabit, inhabit it. it. Yeah, I messed it up. There's no place like London. There's no place like London. Point is, when he's talking about that, he's talking about London. And that's the place we're going to be living in for the rest of the movie. Mr. Barker, sir? Oh, Mr. Todd, sir? Right, because yeah. he's, he's already he's, in his alias. He is yeah. Benjamin Barker, but yeah. people don't know that. Uh, Anthony, forgive me. My mind is wandering. I could play Sweeney Todd. <laughs> it's not a great performance. I'll say that. It's not. It's but kind of hilarious. Though. I kind of love it, and yeah. I think because I also just kind of dislike Depp in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like most of his performances, I think aren't actually that good. And so I think for He's some reason, one. Sweeney Todd works the best for me because. Mm. It's not a great performance, but I kind of like that the character Sweeney Todd is kind of messed up. I don't know. Like, it it works for that character, I guess. Like, the kind of weirdo performance that doesn't feel like he's intentionally being a weirdo. Okay, we're talking about about Futurama, and this is completely (laughs) related. But I think there's three genuinely good Depp performances. Okay. 
Um, they're all weirdos. Okay. Because that's what he does. Yeah. I think it's Ed Wood. Sure. Oh, great. Yeah. I think Ed Wood's a great one movie. Of, one of his best performances and one of the best movies he's in. I think Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. I think it's fine. Is a, is a good performance. I think it's fine. I think that movie is exceptional. Uh, I think aside from Bloom, everyone around him is doing a better performance, though. Really? I do. And I I don't know if it's just, again, just like depth fatigue now. Right. And especially Pirates fatigue. But mm. I feel like the character of Jack Sparrow is a little too much. <laughs> a little too much? Yeah. You He's know? a lot of too He's much. He's a lot of too much. But also, like, I don't know. There's just something about it that I'm like, yeah, I recognize, like, I I get why people love this performance. And it's why his like, place. More, bring him back. It's his place in that movie that makes yeah. that performance work. You know? Like, it's his place as a genuine, like, supporting wild card that makes that movie work. That makes... I don't disagree. I just, I don't know. Something that being said... There's something that doesn't work for me, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think it does just have to do with the fact that he feels like a cartoon character, even though it's a well-played cartoon character. But then Jeffrey Rush is also a cartoon character. Yeah, but he's really fucking he's good. He's a great cartoon He's character. really fucking like, good. He's the best part of Oh, he's, that, he's my favorite part of that movie that and movie. the third one. Yeah. And the thing that doesn't work about the second one is that it doesn't have Rush. There's no Jeffrey Rush. There's no Rush. The, until the end. Surprise. Yeah. 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 And I remember being in theaters being like, boo, how dare you bring him back? He died. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell's wrong with you? And not knowing that my whole problem with the movie was that he wasn't in it. Yeah. And it's still my problem with the movie because yeah. that's one with uh, Davy Jones, right? Yeah, the tentacle face. Movie. Yeah, I love Bill Nye too, but yeah, he's but he's just got a CGI tentacle. He's face. He's a C- CGI tentacle face. Anyway, anyway, was what gonna... was the third depth performance? You were oh, Sweeney Todd. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that I I'm think not going to say Finding Neverland. <laughs> what a boring ass movie that is. <laughs> I almost think Scissor Hands is better than Pirates. In my in my ranking, I would put Scissor Hands above Pirates. For... And how you feel about Depp's performance in Pirates is how I feel about Scissor Hands as a movie. I mean, and that's fair. And I think that's very fair. I don't love Scissor Hands uh as a film. Yeah. But I think his performance is better in that, at least because I understand where the character's at overall like i can see it as a real character quote unquote you know i mean he's got scissors for hands no one has scissors for hands but you know what i mean like like i just understand this like weird kind of robot boy who doesn't who's like a pinocchio you know blah blah blah. like that kind of performance works better for me than just like drunk weirdo who doesn't have any wants or needs except for rum i don't know sure i get why it works again i get why it works and i loved i loved that movie when i first saw it I probably would still like it if I saw it again. It's been a while. I think it's a perfect adventure film. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Uh, you know, maybe I'll watch it tonight. I don't know. Um, Thing is, if the, Bloom's the, just Bloom's boring though. I remember that. I like Bloom in it because he he should be boring. Okay, I mean that's fair. I like him in it. He has he's the one who has very clear wants. Yes, and very clear needs. Uh-huh. He goes after them. Yeah, he wants and, them. And 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 kind of gets them. It kind of gets them. Uh, he gets them. He gets them. He gets them eventually. He has he has a whole past that he's that he really wants to find out about, and maybe I just and, don't like Orlando Bloom. I don't think you do because I don't like Legolas. Uh huh. 
What's there to like? He has 17 lines of dialogue in three movies. Yeah, he's a turd. Um... <laughs> he sees a lot with his elf eyes, though. The eye is moving. Um, he's here. Uh, Elizabeth Town sucks. What's a good Bloom performance? Can you Kingdom give me one? Kingdom of Heaven. Okay, that's fair. I do, I do remember liking him in that one, actually. Yeah. He's good in that movie. Yeah. All right. There you go. You solved it. <laughs> <laughs> He's good in that movie, and I think Sometimes he would have been like... I just forget like, what movies people are yeah. in, and I just need you to remind me, all right? I think he would have been like a big, big old star if they yeah. released the, the three-hour version of that movie. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, uh, not a, I mean, he not was a, a big old star. He was a big old he star. Was a, yeah. But a, an enduring one. Sure, yeah. He would have kept going, because that was a big flop, right? Huge. Yeah. And that was 2005? Six. 2006, yeah. So it was obviously post-LOTR, post Pirates, uh, but then he does do a couple more pirates, but he's kind of sidelined for Depp, right? Like Depp becomes the star. Yeah, with the, I mean, the Oscar nomination was gonna, yeah, like they're immediately gonna, and then uh, which and then is he the, does the biggest, Hobbit. the biggest problem with Dead Man's Chest is that I think the, it's the biggest problem is that they're just like Jack Sparrow's the star. Yeah, of that yeah, movie. they're just like, oh, he got the Oscar nom. Everyone yeah. like he's the star now. I and completely all of the, agree. He works better problems. as a tertiary character yeah. like he was in the first one. Uh and maybe that's an enduring reason why I dislike him retroactively is yeah. because he became like I already said, he becomes such a big meme. He's now on the Disneyland ride, you know, like um and all of the problems you say where it's yeah. like where it's like, "Oh, this guy has no wants, no needs. He's fueled by rum." Like that is it's such. Pu- it's a, pushed to a a T in, in the second one. It's yeah. a crazy issue in the second one because yeah. you're like, what do you? Want Why are you even that? like? You're just running around being wacky. Yeah, that's all he's doing. Yeah. It's like we're this is our lead. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Ugh, people don't know how to make movies. You know, well, they should ask us. Some people do. <laughs> James Cameron. James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron doesn't do what James Cameron does for James Cameron. <laughs> Don't do what Donnie Cameron does. <laughs> Could have made this clearer. <laughs> um. Anyway, then Bloom made The Hobbit, so you know he became a star again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone's favorite part of those movies. Yeah. Did you keep him in your credit? Oh yeah. Okay. He's in it for. I he's crucial enough to. He's be he's in the story. He's in it for thirty seconds. Okay. <laughs> does he help the elves es- or the dwarves escape? Nope. Mm. I can't nope. remember if he even does it. He captures the dwarves. Cut. Right. He captures the dwarves, and it is a cameo. Right. It is yeah. a cameo appearance. That's fine, because they're in the, the Mirkwood Forest. They're in the Mirkwood Forest, where he's where from. Where he is from. And it makes it, sense he's there at the time. It makes sense, because he would be there, because yeah. he's he would an elf. elf be there. He would elf be there. <laughs> he's an elf, Yeah. and his dad is the king. Right. So it does make sense. Thranduil. Thranduil, thank you. Obviously. <laughs> Who's Elendil? Elendil? Is that someone I made up? Oh. <laughs> the star of Elendil? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's the guy who um, took the Silmaril to the stars. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. I think I have that right. Um, the Last Voyage of Elendil? Thranduil is who I was trying to remember. Lee Pace plays him, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. He rides around on a big old deer. Yeah, that's cool. That that part is cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It's a very elf thing to do. Yeah. There's some wacky shit in Battle of the Five Armies. There's some wacky shit in all of those movies. All those movies, yeah. It's yeah. kind of wacky. They're good if they're three hours they're, in total. Yeah, <laughs> they're not three movies. Yeah. And if, uh, I don't know, The Hobbit's the star? Yeah. Anyway. That's a lot. The Deep South. The Deep South. Not a good episode. 
All right. Uh, favorite joke? <laughs> <laughs> Suffers from the same problem, I yeah. think, as like this, uh, this, this mermaid is so into fry. I don't know why. Yeah, why? Just because um, he's a uh, from the surface. Is I that think, it? Is is what they're going with? But there's a few things I really enjoy it's, about the about the episode. It's the the idea that it's like the lost city of Atlanta. Yeah, that's funny. That's very funny. And the whole like, I mean, my favorite joke is the whole like story of Atlanta with Donovan. Yeah, and how like the Coca Cola plant sped up their evolution mm-hmm. um, that's funny and how all of the like the gods of atlanta got on a boat and left mm-hmm. ted turner <laughs> jeff foxworthy the guy who invented coca-cola, invented coca-cola. <laughs> and jade fonda for some reason yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah that's good yeah the lower the again like we've talked about how futurama is at its best when they when the gang goes to a new planet yeah and I like the idea of kind of subverting that a bit and being like, we're, we're staying on Earth, but we're going to a new place, which is a, obviously riff on the lost city of Atlantis, but instead it's lost city of Atlanta. There's a lot of fun to be mined from that whole premise. But like you said, the main problem is it's focusing on mermaid loving Fry for some reason and it not being that interesting. Um, and I think it is like playing on the kind of trope, which is a trope I kind of hate of... Uh, the farmer's daughter, right? Like the farmer's daughter who loves the 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 cipher of the writer who just immediately wants to fuck him, and it's just like. And while why? we're on about it, it feels a lot like the Moon episode. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the Moon episode obviously plays on that trope as well. And but we're in they the do it funny season. because it's like these are my robot daughters, and you got the Crushinator. Yeah. We, you know, like I don't know. There's some fun with that. And we're only in the second season. They're making fun of that trope in that yeah. episode. In this one, they're just they're just leaning into it. Yeah. And since we're only this far in, I'm like, it's too soon to start reusing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because your first season was short anyway. So what are you doing? Like if, um, I feel like if Umbriel was more just like. Is that her name? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's a play on Ariel, you see, from The Little Mermaid. Mm. Umbriel. Um, which I think there's some lore or something that's like the daughters of Uranus in mythology are named Ariel and Umbriel, and I think that's why. But anyway. Dish. <laughs> Thanks, Allie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I don't know. I feel like... Okay, here's what I think. I think that it's their desire to have the joke of Lost City of Atlanta instead yep. of Lost City of Atlantis overall hurts the main plot. It's a funny joke. It does. But it hurts the main plot because then you can't have it be like, oh, no, like we're all mermaids and we have different cultures and blah 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 and like wow you people from the surface have cool stuff we've never seen before but instead because it's like well they used to be humans they've just adapted it's they used to have coca-cola they you know like it's just like why do you care about these guys then you know i don't know like it i think it would have worked better if it was a literal different uh civilization if that makes sense whereas like it's like i know they still treat it that way but it just it because of that it being Atlanta and it being like we've just slowly become mermaids or whatever, it's less interesting. It reminds me of that, like of of that trope where it's like, so we our car breaks down mm-hmm. and we're city people. And yeah, we're in the deep south. Yeah, it's the Doc Hollywood thing. Sure, yeah, you know, or cars. Yeah, or which cars, is, which is based on Doc Hollywood. Is it? Yeah, really? Yeah. 
The movie Cars. Know? Yeah, the movie Pixar's Cars is based on is based on Doc Hollywood. The Michael J. Fox yep. film Doc Hollywood. It is, yeah. Because Lightning McQueen, yeah, is a big city like race race car guy, and then yeah. he gets broken down in, uh, uh, I don't know, but fuck nowhere, yeah, and has to learn the ways of these uh, sensible hillbillies like Mater. Mater, yeah, and uh, Sally Ride. No, what's I can't remember the lady car's name. Bonnie Hunt plays anyway. Right, it's not Sally Ride. That's an astronaut. Um, Fields. and uh, Paul Newman. Right. Who of course plays the role of Car? <laughs> I could not remember. I thought maybe I could come up with it in my brain uh. in time. <laughs> Thanks, Ellie. <laughs> um, yeah, Cars. Cars is okay. You ever see Cars? Sounds like you haven't. I have not. <laughs> I have not. I had so little interest in seeing yeah, a movie too. called Cars. Yeah, when it came out, You're not that a car was, guy, huh? You know, like cars, like in general. I mean, I vehicles. like I like them enough that they get me from point A to point B. Right, but you're not one of those people who's like, oh, that's a that's a model TX. No, I tried that out you know? for a little while. It didn't yeah. take. Okay. Yeah, I, can, I remember I had friends who could recognize a car make and model just by looking at it, and I was like, that's insane to me. I mean, I can do that sometimes All because right. I well, I know I know shapes. Sure, I understand shapes, and I, mean, I, I have feel like there's some, there's some big ones that I can do. Yeah, like like a DeLorean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, or like a, um, a Ferrari, Porsche. Some of the sports ones, I feel like I could do. Yeah. Or at least get close to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, probably fuck it up sometimes. I just be like, that's a sports car. Is that a Ferrari? And someone would be like, no, it's a Porsche, you idiot. Like, I, I could probably identify for you, like, most um, Volkswagens, Audis, Porsche, if it was a Ferrari. I wouldn't be able to Doc tell you. Doc Hudson. What, I wouldn't be able to tell you what the. Doc Hudson. That's his name, I believe. Hey, that's a reference. Paul Newman. Yeah. Nice. Lightning McQueen. I could recognize Lightning McQueen. Yeah. If I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of this conversation. Okay. Let's. Uh... <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Cars Two. Yeah. Uh, Cars Two. In Cars Two. Mater's a spy. Yes. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that part. I knew Mater was a spy. But what of Cars 3? Mm. I know nothing about Cars That's 3. That's the thing. That's the one I have not seen in the Cars franchise, and I also know nothing about it. Right. Uh, all I've heard is that uh, Cars 3 is better than Cars 2. Right. Which... Did you see how bored I got when we were talking about Cars? I guess that answers your question. Yeah, there you go. You're not a car guy. Yeah, I'm not a car guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also not a car guy, as we learned. Oh, yeah. You've, you're on record. Yeah, very clear. But uh, I also kind of hate cars. Yeah. So I'm kind of anti-car. Yeah. In a lot of ways. A, killing our planet. B, yeah. too reliant on them. Yeah. C, automobile industry is stupid. Or like bad and evil. Yeah. Uh, like any corporation. And uh, D, um, make make them make them not get gas out of here. Stop with gas. Get give the gas. Stop stop with oil and gas, please. Give me more trains, please. Yeah, trains are cool. Trains are neat. 
I want to go on trains. Trains are neat. They run on time. They can go on the. They can go above ground. They can go below ground, and they can go on little rails that are suspended above them. And they can go in tunnels. They can go in tunnels. That's pretty fun. They can be like that's crazy. They can be. You normal. just sleep on a train, and it'll still get you to your destination. Yeah, you yeah. could have a nap. Yeah, I've seen fun. a lot of people do it. <laughs> like a lot. I took a train because you know capitalism is eating itself. Yeah, of course, and it's 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 ruining the the. The, the people who are yeah, most every, vulnerable everyone's, first. Everyone's dying. And um, um, also, whenever it's, um, you know, fucking really, really cold out, mm. it's a it's a safe place, safe-ish place, because the lights yeah. are always on yeah. To uh, for people who don't have a home yep. to go and just ride up and down downtown. Yeah, you know, what else, what else uh, I hate about cars is that uh, a lot of the resources put into making cars could be used to put into making homes. Oh yeah, that's true. And maybe homelessness shouldn't be a thing that exists in this society in 2023. Hey, anyway. you know, every every car that doesn't get sold, it just sits there. It just sits there. Could be used as a shelter. That's true. In the meantime. Yeah, why not? Because if they're not moving, that at least gets people out of the wind. It's it yeah. So frustrating driving past 20 different car dealerships and seeing a hundred cars just yeah. sitting there. Anyway, what's more frustrating? Is it the the empty cars or the empty hotels? Empty cars for me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, trains are fun. Trains are fun. No trains in this episode, though. Nope. <laughs> I was trying to get back on track. I couldn't find it. That's the closest we're gonna get. Yeah. Uh. Well, okay. So first act is the fishing thing. Yeah. Um, there's there's some there's some fun gags there. Can't remember them. Uh, I like the like uh, I must call her Leia, Leela, Leela. Um, keep keep catching boots or fishing. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty like where she <laughs> yeah. versus a boot, and then she's like, well, whatever this is, it's it's a uh, what is it like twenty times heavier than a boot? Ten boots. And it's ten <laughs> boots, ten pair. Ten boots in a crate, and um, then and then the last the the, the th- rule of three, right? Yeah. And then it's it's oh, this one's moving, yeah. so it's got to be, and it's Zoidberg. Yeah. Why are you doing that? I was eating. I it. was eating it. <laughs> I think that's pretty a funny. really good joke. Yeah, that's funny. I like the um, unbreakable diamond filament. I'll you, I'll save us. <laughs> By, by cutting the unbreakable diamond filament. Oh, at oh. least I'll die with my friends. <laughs> ah. Yeah, Zoidberg does some good... Is this his first whoop, whoop, whoop? Do um, we know? Do we remember? He's definitely the MVP of this episode. Yeah. Um, it might be his first whoop, 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 whoop. I was thinking about when I was watching it, because it... When he's cause eating he also, the Because obviously, like, even that is, like, a reference to uh, Three Stooges, right? Yeah. And... I just can't remember if they've had him do it already by this point, but because he also go like he he goes whoop 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 whoop, and then he kind of goes nyak nyak, like he does more three stooges stuff afterwards, and so that's why I think it might be the first time because they were, that's why they were just riffing on that, but then they realized oh that's very funny have him do that all the time, and so ne- then he that's his thing now right he goes whoop whoop whoop, um and he's a little he's a little rascal yeah he is he is in this episode very much so uh. When they they I like how they utilize him in that he's the one who can just breathe underwater and live underwater, and so he goes out and like forages for food, mm-hmm. um, which leads to my favorite tech of the episode, which mm-hmm. is the pressure suppository. That was mine too. <laughs> um, it's I wrote it down. Really funny. <laughs> uh, 
anti-pressure pill. Yeah. Uh, well, then good news. It's also a suppository. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then fries immediately outside. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that they just have his air in, in a, a little bag, bag. <laughs> and he's got a swirly <laughs> straw. straw. It's great. It's classic. Yeah, that's a that's that's good. This that's a good thing. There's some I I feel like I I like this episode better than Hermes, but I also agree with you it's not a great episode. Yeah. Like I think both these are kind of duds, but I think just because there's enough gags within this episode that I like that I can ignore the overall plot problems. Yeah. Whereas the Hermes one, I don't have as many like joke like even finding a favorite joke for that one was a bit tough. Yeah. And that's never a good sign. Yeah. Because oftentimes I'll have several that I'm choosing from. Um, like this one. I feel like there's several ones. Uh, the boot thing was one. Yep. The cutting the diamond filament. Uh, but my actual favorite joke... Me, yep. Oh. <laughs> is related to the diamond. Th- where it's like, be careful with that. Oh, <laughs> It's an unbreakable diamond filament. And he's like, well, I'd have to be careful with it. It was my grandmother's. <laughs> it belonged to my grandmother. <laughs> He's so sentimental. Yeah, I love it. The professor's like, it's just never misses. No, never professor, misses. The professor. professor never misses. Um, this is, I like his attitude towards Fry as well. When, when Fry decides to stay, and he's just like, I'm bored. Let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so mad. <laughs> um. And then I do like uh, overall. I like the end of the like. I think it's the best way to end this this story as well with Fry going to uh, make sweet love to the mermaid and realizing that uh, they're different species yeah. and have different ways of making said love. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the kind of like <laughs> the, the, the one two of what the hell is that referring to is junk. Yeah. And then yeah, like what am I supposed to? do? She's like, oh, I'm not your first, aren't? Am I? I lay my eggs and then I leave and then you fertilize them and immediately he's running away. <laughs> the face animation on his realization it's is great. very good. It's great. Yeah. And then like, you know, why couldn't she be the other kind of mermaid, the one with the fish hop on the top? As if you'd go for that. Yeah. Well, he would. He's yeah. a little perv boy. <laughs> it's a little perv. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, like uh, I agree with you. It's not great, not a great episode. Yeah, but uh, there's stuff that make me laugh, and it's more memorable than the Hermes one. I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. The Lost City of Atlanta is something that I that I remember. Yeah, I I remember her because like her her design. It's Parker Posey as well. We didn't mention that. Oh, is it actually Parker Posey is the guest star in this? Yeah, uh, who I really like. Um, she's not doing much. Yeah, to be to be honest, but. Uh, she's doing what she needs to do, I guess, of just like being the 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 siren, the the sexy mermaid, whatever. She's like full on Christopher Guest mode. Yeah, in this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Zoidberg's little side story of his little house and I'm then it a, burning down. I'm a homeowner. Yeah, and then oh, that's where I left my cigar. That just raises further questions. <laughs> um, great stuff. Tending a garden. Yeah. He's like waving. Yeah. It's cute. He's the best. He's great. He's, he's absolutely n- the, my number one guy in this in this one. Um. Yeah. Uh, there's some Star Check Trek stuff. Anything else I wanted to going mention on in this one? Uh, I like that uh, Fry when they're sinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, is like, hang on, I'll be right back. It flushes the toilet. Fry, you did it. Did what? Did what? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just needed to take a take a whiz. Take a whiz. <laughs> and he did. And, and it, it worked. Them. It yeah. saved their lives. Oh, what was the other uh line that I really liked was um when they're they're going underwater and it's like it's like, oh uh there's too much pressure or whatever. It's like uh it's like, well, how much pressure can it hold? How, how many G's of how pressure? How many G's can... of pressure? It's like, well, it's a spaceship, so anywhere between zero and one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. I would assume anywhere between zero and one. <laughs> Thank you, Professor. Yeah. You're great. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two kind of dud of duds of an episode. Yeah. And uh one long chat about only the episodes. Only the episodes. And we never we veered s- off topic. We stuck to it. Good job, yeah, us. Wow. Yeah, wow. What a great it looks like we fixed our show. Yeah, we did. Boom, baby. <laughs> Uh, anything else? No, I. That's all I got. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, if you know how to fix our show, please write in. Email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail dot com. Numerical three. And uh, if you don't know how to fix our show, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> at bad neighbors. <laughs> Um, we're so sorry we don't know what's <laughs> happening well let's shall, shall we tease shall we tease a potential pivot uh-huh sure we've had we've had discussions off mic on how to fix our show yes we don't just but come we, here yeah. and just bang but we do we do also want to hear from people so yeah. if you do legitimately have any suggestions or if you feel like you know here's here's why it's not working whatever uh do let us know but we we have toyed with the idea of pivoting again outside of Futurama and then making Futurama uh, a Patreon thing. Yeah. Um, because our main feed is what we want to uh, focus on, of course. Um, we're always going to do Patreon stuff. We're doing the Mission Impossible commentaries right now. Yep. Um, so you can listen to that if you subscribe. Um, but uh, much like we were doing with uh, Simpsons Zombie Years... We had the thought of, instead of going through all of the rest of Futurama, um, we finished season two. We're definitely finishing season two. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Um, but then after that, we're going to possibly pivot to something else. Um, and I won't give away what that is in any sense right now, but just know we are talking about it. And we ha- I think we have a pretty cool idea. It's a neat idea, yeah. Yeah, that could work really well and could be a potential um, continuation even after we complete that idea. Mm-hmm uh with uh in different ways mm-hmm. um i know i'm being very vague but i don't want to give too much away in case we decide not to do it but point is the idea we have has legs yes absolutely and we feel like futurama does not <laughs> um and we, why we, would you and say we do, that and we don't know why which is why we're saying fix our show uh but we have we i mean we've talked about it last episode with ryan yeah. um we we have inklings of why this show is not interesting us as much as the simpsons golden years were Mm. um and i think uh either way we're gonna keep plugging away for at least a couple more episodes because we have uh i think six more yeah uh one two three four five seven more episodes of season two to complete um and uh next time will be bender gets made and mother's day are the two if we continue with a two episode format which i think we should yep um and, uh, you know, there's fun stuff in both those episodes. I remember those are fun. Then we got Problem with Poplars, 
Anthology of Interest one, War is the H Word, which is a banger episode, The Honking and the Cryonic Woman. Um, all ones that I at least remember. <laughs> right. Right. So I think we'll at least have some stuff to talk about with us. Cool. Uh, yeah. But that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, remember to rate, like, and subscribe. <laughs> and as, as always, always, with, with my, my last breath, breath, I curse Zoidberg. <laughs>